Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up your pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and the Voice of Prophecy speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. The music of our opening hymn is taken from an old Netherlands folk song. The author of the words is unknown, but he surely expressed in a mighty way the true spirit of thanksgiving. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. He chastens and hastens his will to make known the now cease from distressing, sing praises to his name, he forgets not his own. Beside us to guide us, our God with us joining, ordaining, maintaining his kingdom divine. So Father, we pray today for the peace of the world. We pray for religious liberty and freedom everywhere. We pray that thou bless every listener to this broadcast, and may the word of God have free course and be glorified in Christ's name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of 
sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who bow before Thee to the heart of God. Contralto soloist Miss Del Delker sings a favorite song for this season of the year. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for roses rare, for skies of blue and sunshine
Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject is about a place called Armageddon. Great changes have been coming upon this earth of ours in rapid succession lately. The last 150 years, yes, 25 years, have changed the face of the earth as it has never been changed before. Historical writers often speak of the Stone Age, Bronze Age, Iron Age. We might call this the Electronic Age. But according to the prophecies of Holy Scripture, still greater changes are coming. So it may be that we should call this just the age of change. According to Bible prophecy, we're headed for tremendous events. In the 15th and 16th chapters of the book of Revelation, we have the story briefly and dramatically told of some changes just ahead. Changes that will come when the gospel message has reached earth's remotest bounds. When the last man in the outer circle who will respond to its loving appeal has made his decision, God is bringing into service every power in the universe for the quick spreading of the light of the gospel among all nations, tongues, peoples. This is represented by three angels flying in mid-heaven with the everlasting gospel and the special truths which accompany it. As we read in Revelation, the 14th chapter, in the first verse of the 15th we read of seven angels having seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. The 16th chapter of this great prophetic book describes the pouring out of these seven vials upon the earth. It is of this time that Isaiah wrote prophetically concerning those of God's servants who have preached the gospel of salvation. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chamber, shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. Isaiah 26, 20. This must be the time of famine for the word of God, mentioned by the prophet Amos, 8th chapter, 11th verse. A famine not of for bread nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. 
They shall wander from sea to sea, from the north to the east, run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Just picture this. Vast trains traversing continents, automobiles on superhighways, jet planes racing to and fro. Everywhere, people trying to find someone who had once preached the gospel to them, trying to hear some word of God for the comfort of the soul. But as it was in the days of Noah, when the door of the ark was shut, they shall not find it. Matthew twenty-four thirty-seven. The judgments of God are visited upon the earth just before the Savior appears in glory. The prophet describes these plagues. It's not our place to enlarge upon them. One should read the full text of the 16th chapter of Revelation. When the first vial is poured out, there falls an affliction upon the manna of the mark of the beast. The second plague falls upon the sea. The third upon the river systems of the world. The fourth lets loose the rays of the sun in burning heat. The fifth is poured out upon the seat of the beast. His kingdom is full of darkness. The sixth touches the region of the Euphrates. And the power that has been identified with that river is dried up preparing the way for the kings of the east and for the whole world to gather for the great battle of Armageddon. Of the last plague, the prophet says, the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. There came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It is done. And then there was a mighty earthquake, the mightiest of all history. That's verses 17 and 18. Then follows the plague of hail spoken of in Revelation 16. 20. The text is its own awful comment. When that day comes, it's our privilege to be under the protection of the Almighty. The 91st Psalm dramatically tells of this time, which is before all of us here in this world. And here's a promise, a wonderful promise. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. That's verse 3. That's the deliverance from the first plague. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. He'll protect his people, nor shall any pestilence come nigh thy dwelling. Verses 5 and 6. God's people will not be filled with terror for the destructive instruments that man himself has invented. Next, notice these words of promise. Psalm 91, 10. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. It would be well for us to memorize this 91st Psalm. It's the Psalm of Promise for the last days. Now, let us look briefly at the sixth plague, which comes at the time of earth's final Armageddon. Revelation 16:12. The sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, the beast, the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. And he gathered them together into a place called Armageddon. There's certainly more in this great prophecy than we could possibly explore or explain in a few minutes. But it's clear that this great battle or war of Armageddon is the final war of human history. It begins here under the sixth plague. It's temporarily brought to an end by the second coming of Christ, immediately after the seven plagues. Held in abeyance during the thousand years in which the earth is desolate 
The saints of God are in heaven, sitting on thrones of judgment, according to the 20th chapter of Revelation. It resumed again after the second resurrection, when the hosts of the eternally lost come up about the city in their last attempt to overthrow the kingdom of God. Then the fire curtain comes down from God out of heaven and brings an end to sin and sinners, to war and pain and death forever. And before the admiring eyes of the redeemed, the earth made new comes forth to be the paradise home of God's redeemed people. Satan is the originator of war. The first war was inaugurated by him and is described in Revelation 12:7. There was war in heaven. He was cast out of heaven into the earth, and there's been war here ever since. A very careful student, Navico, tells us that from the year 1496 before Christ to A.D. 1861, a period of 3,357 years, there were 227 years of peace and 3,130 years of war. From the year 15 before Christ to A.D. 1860, more than 8,000 treaties of peace meant to remain in force forever were concluded. The average time they remained in force was two years. Wicked spirits, the rulers of the darkness of this world, as the apostle calls them in Ephesians 6, 12, must be the power stirring up this last conflict of prophecy described in Revelation 16. Here in this prophecy of the Armageddon War, we see the spirits of devils working miracles, stirring up the powers of earth, gathering them to the battle of that great day of God. We know little of the events of this war or battle, not much is revealed, but we know this, the spirits of demons will play their part in the conflict. That river of destiny, the Euphrates, is mentioned in one other place in the book of Revelation, the ninth chapter, where it's understood to symbolize the political power occupying the territory through which the river flowed. It is believed by many that it represents the same here in the 16th chapter. Others have other views of it. Surely the river itself would be no hindrance to the march of armies. If a literal river were meant, the prophecy should have stated that the Tigris also was dried up, for it's almost as large as the Euphrates and parallels its course. We know that many great powers have blossomed and faded in this area. We also know that through the whole Near and Middle East, great world powers have for centuries been focusing their attention, and there has been almost a continual crisis. Three world religions also focus their interests upon this part of the world the so-called Holy Land of Palestine, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, or Mohammedanism. Great spiritual forces are involved in this conflict. Tensions between the East and the West, the North and the South, focus here. The balance of world power seems to find its pivot in this area, and the awakening of the Asiatic peoples looking westward makes contact here with Europe and Africa. Let us notice the following points. First, the greater of Euphrates is to be dried up. Revelation 16:12. Some change is to take place here which will make such a power vacuum that it must be filled by other powers from the northeast, west, or south. Second, the way of the kings of the east, or sunrising, is to be prepared by this event. Verse 12. Not only the nations of the west are involved, but mighty masses of humanity in the east and other great movements are here brought to view. Three, the spirits of devils will promote the struggle. Four, the whole world is involved. Five, the focal point is a place called Armageddon, as we see in verse 16. 
6, the battle is called the battle of that great day of God Almighty, verse 14. 7, Jesus will come and put an end to the rule of sinful men, verse 15. The great central plain of Palestine, extending from Mediterranean to the Jordan River, has from ancient times been called Megiddo, or as some believe, the Armageddon of the Bible. Just why the nations gather here, just how the conflict is to be carried on, we are not told. But the real issue is between good and evil, between God and Satan. This is clear from the second Psalm, verses 1 to 5, and Jeremiah 25, 29. In Isaiah 26, 21 we read, For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. And in Isaiah 13, 9, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he will destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Read the rest of this passage, which pictures the mighty conflict. There are many things about this prophecy for us yet to learn. But we do know that God declares in the Holy Scriptures, My spirit shall not always strive with man. Genesis 6, 3. As it was before the flood of Noah, so in the latter days. The decree that settles the destiny of all men will finally go forth. Then the seven vials are poured out. And during this time, the great war of Armageddon, literal or symbolic or both, takes place when God ariseth to shake terribly the earth, Isaiah 2.19. The conflict will be short, decisive. God, not man, will be the victor. This ushers in the end of human history as such. The voice from a throne above declares, it is done, Revelation 16.17. The history of the nations is closed. Man's misrule of God's earth is over forever. The long pilgrimage of his saints is ended. Jesus, whose right it is to rule the throne of earth, appears in glory and takes unto himself his great power. Revelation 11:17. Radio friend, how shall we stand in that day? It all depends upon our relationship to Christ. He is the good shepherd. Have we heard his call? Do we belong to his fold? Let us give our hearts to him today. Here is our final promise from the psalm for the time of trouble. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalm 91:14. That promise may be ours today. Face to face with Christ my Savior, face to face what will it be? When with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ who died for me. Face to face shall I behold him far beyond the starry sky. Face to face in all his glory I shall see him by See 
darkening veil between. But a blessed day is coming when His glory shall be seen. Face to face shall I behold Him far beyond the starry sky. Face to face in all His glory I shall see Here's something else to remember. He who sees the sparrow fall watches over each of us. So then, let us keep looking up, ever going forward in faith. Have faith in God, though heaven and earth be rended. Have faith in God, when hosts of light descended. Have faith in God, and war with night be ended. Have faith, dear friend in God. We trust this program of ours has served to bring you spiritual help, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time. Another broadcast then will be brought by the voice of prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.